Hi, and thanks for listening to Macmillan Education's Advancing Learning Podcast with Will Rickson and Harry Waters. For more training materials, webinars, articles, and resources, pop on to macmillanenglish.com slash A-L-A-P, but enjoy the show first. Today's episode is brought to you by Gateway to the World, an innovative seven-level course for teenagers that brings real English to the classroom, while nurturing the development of all skills essential for students' future success. Hello, and welcome to the Advancing Learning Podcast with me, Will Rickson, and Harry Waters. I hope you're doing well, Harry. I'm very well, Will. I'd like to also say good morning to those people who might be listening in the morning, good evening to those who are listening in the evening, and good night to those who might be listening right before they go to sleep. Let's start with a pop quiz. Okay, UK time is 17 minutes past three. Seville, Spain time is 17 minutes past four. Who is it hello evening to, Harry? Pop quiz. Well, could be anybody in Turkey. It's now the evening. I was going to go safe, like Japan or something. Well, I'd, I'd be saying it would be towards the night for, for over there. That's for sure. Definitely. Um, and then who, who are you saying good morning to exactly at four o'clock Spain time? Well, I'm going to the other side of the world. I'm going to South America, who, you know, depending on which country they are, depending on whether they've changed their clocks. But the best thing is, Will, as this is a recorded podcast, they could be listening at any time, wherever they are. Yeah, they could. It, it could well be the evening for someone in South America. So the episode today, Harry, is about creativity. And our question that we will be facing with or without each other, Harry, with or without each other, is can creativity be learned or is it innate? I love this question, Will. I absolutely love it because do you know what? For about 36 years of my life, I went through saying, oh, but I'm just not creative. Oh, but I'm just not creative. Oh, but I'm, I'm just not, the not type. creative. I'm not the type. Yeah. I just don't, yeah. It's not me. I can't draw, so I'm not creative. So I went yeah. through a very large portion of my life believing that I wasn't creative when actually, apparently, I am. You're incredibly creative. Thank you. You're a very creative man. Look at what you've accomplished. Well, thank you very much. And some of it was done through creativity. Absolutely. Well, you couldn't, I don't think you could have started Renewable English without creativity. And there's and a lot of issues and and problems and, and such that, that we look at in in our teaching lives, um, that we have to come up with a creative way of solving it. So I, I truly believe that most, if not all teachers, have quite a large dose of creativity within them. Now, whether it's an innate thing or whether they've learned it is a whole different question. But I really think that, well, every teacher I've ever come across is massively creative. I completely agree. I agree. I think to a point, that there are some, I don't know if you, I don't know if it's the same for you, but as a teacher, and in the first years, I was probably experimenting a bit more with my creativity. You know, for example, if a student doesn't say something as I intended them to say it, where it's, I don't know, pronunciation or grammar structure was sort of misused or something, the way that I reacted to that sort of evolved over time. And that was probably my creative, there was a creative force within me trying to carve a particular way of reacting. And then once that got to a stage I was happy with, it becomes pretty robotic after that. So you might argue that actually you work on something via creativity less and less as time goes by because you kind of just hone it as a skill in itself rather than a creative action. 
Well, yeah, the more you the more you kind of feed your creativity, the more it comes out naturally. Uh, I think um now I'm sure there's a quote by Maya Angelou in there somewhere. Um, but I don't remember what it is exactly. My apologies uh, to Maya Angelou. I will find it by the end of this podcast. But I'd like to know. Um, so we're talking about creativity and creative skills. Mm. Will, what are creative yeah, skills? Yes, What are creative skills? You're asking me? I'm asking you. Can you I tell don't me? know. I can't possibly answer that question, Harry. I haven't got the words to describe well, it. I'll tell you well, what, though. Go on. Tell me. No, no, no. I think we've got... We were going to go down the same path just then, weren't we? Well, I was going to ask you who you were going to ask. Well, luckily, we don't really need to think about it ourselves anymore um, because we've got ChatGPT. So should we just ask them or it? What would you say, them or it? Um, I'd say let's... Uh, I'd, I'd be polite. Um, I'm, okay. I'm always okay. polite. So let's ask them nicely. Okay, right. Always with Is a please. It, so them being non-gendered pronoun them or them being a singular pronoun or would that be you're talking about a group of people who make up open ai oh um now there's a good question there's a very good question thanks. Uh, I, thanks i was just thinking about it so i asked yeah i was thinking more about all of the the magical things inside chat gpt making making them do all the work there logically people would say it but i i don't know why but when i imagine chat gpt i just imagine millions of little Koalabas. elves or something elves. Yeah, inside yeah. there just quickly checking searching on google for all the right answers yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah um that's that's kind of how i imagine it myself um, like a million elves just yeah. working overtime yeah exactly okay so we're going to ask ChatGPT, and luckily the answer is on my screen already. What, what, what was the question, Harry? Because we've already we, we had sort of planned this. Can you define creative skills? Can you define creative skills, please? And this is the answer that ChatGPT. This is creative skills. Creative skills are the abilities and aptitudes yeah. that enable individuals to think innovatively generate novel ideas and produce original works or solutions. These skills involve using one's imagination, artistic sensibilities, and problem-solving abilities to develop unique and imaginative creations across various domains. Creative skills encompass a wide range of activities and can be applied in fields such as art, design, writing, music, engineering, and more. I think the key there is and more, because when you look at the first fields, the, the writing, the music, design, art there th those for me are all the kind of traditional creative that when you look at these traditional creatives that he says in inverted commas they're the areas we kind of look at but i think we need creativity far beyond those fields we need creativity in every field mm -hmm. we need creativity to solve all sorts of problems and all sorts of issues um i think any problem there is now needs to be solved in a creative way and as you mentioned earlier, the more you use creativity, the more it grows. And the, the quote that I was looking for from Maya Angelou is, you can't use up creativity. The more you use, the more you have. Okay. And I think that's absolutely applicable to every single field of work. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I've got, I've got another quote for you as well, which sort of, I think, complements that quite nicely. It's from, I can't remember exactly, Harry. Don't quote me on this. Oh, oh. <laughs> Don't quote the quote. It's by Sir Ken Robinson, the late Sir Ken Robinson. Uh, and he said, we are educating children out 
of creativity. We're training them to be university professors, focusing more and more as they grow up, focusing on their head and then slightly to one side in, instead of, yeah, as, as you've said, I mean, you see a child, you see a child and you see the ri- just ridiculous things that come out of my little boy's mouth sometimes. It's just, you can't write that. He's just in a complete flow and you walk in, like sometimes he has these little quiet times and he's just going off on one and you walk in on this thing that he's created in his head and it's like, how, what are you doing? That is just, just absolute magic that I've just seen that is inside his head and that is real to him. Yeah. I think um, now this is something that is, is wonderful to me. I, I was speaking to a friend of mine from the, the parent teachers association and she was saying to me, okay, I want to teach the, the young, the younger kids about reusing. As you know, I, I talk a lot about sustainability and such. So she was asking me for my, my opinion and my ideas. And she said, I just mm-hmm. don't know how we can get this idea across to a, a three and a four year old student. And I said, well, why don't you give them a box? Just give them an old box that you've used in the past and just say to them, what is this? And you will see far more in the students who are under the age of six or seven, particularly here in Spain, before they've got into the the regime of homework and exams. You will see far more those students will not say, well, it's a box. They'll say, it's a spaceship, it's a TV, it's a helmet. And that is the instant idea, you know, of... How can we teach students about reusing things? Well, teach them to be creative with those items. Teach them mm-hmm. about that and teach them to rediscover that, you know, innate creativity that every child has. So that question of is it innate or or is it learned? Well, I think every child starts with creativity. And I think one of the big problems is creativity is far too often unlearned. I, absolutely, as 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 assessments come creeping in and sort of curriculum is being sort of thrust upon teachers. What I've seen, particularly from from here in Spain, is every exam or assessment that comes up is shown to a child as being these are the most important exams of your life so far. You know, if you fail mm-hmm. these exams, then well, here in Spain, if you fail your exams, then you repeat the year. Now, this is as early as third grade at wow. school. You know, if you don't, oh my goodness, you know, if you don't pass your your exams when you're eight, nine years old, then you repeat that entire year of school. So wow. there's that that enormous pressure, enormous pressure on students, and in the classrooms, it doesn't have the creative outlet. There isn't a drama class. You know, there's occasionally a music class. There's sometimes an art class, but within those classes. This creative outlet is not particularly prevalent. We, here in here in the village where we live, it's it's not a thing that's that's really focused on. And I think this is where English language teachers have a huge, a huge advantage that we all we have this almost blank canvas to start with. Yes, we have our curriculum. Yes, we have our books. Yes, we have mm. our targets. Yes, we have this, that, and the other. Yeah, but there's so much scope for imagination there's so much scope for problem solving critical thinking originality visualization idea generation all of these things that come from discovering a new language mm. um the, these opportunities for creativity for me show up in english language teaching at every single juncture like they're, they're absolutely everywhere wherever i look in a course book i look and what i see is opportunity for creativity 
Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think one particular thing that is is project work is is when you put students together, and it's not just creativity. There's there's so many important skills in in the in doing a project uh, in in class. The idea of a project based lesson or series of lessons where you give them the product that you want them to come up with. Not, I don't mean a commercial product. I mean the product of the exercise, something that that, that they produce by the end of it, a presentation or a, a drawing or a piece of text or a speech or something. It just marries so many just great things that I think are part of the LT classroom, like idea generation, problem solving, critical thinking when you're doing a bit of research to find out about something and de- deciphering the truth behind uh, a text you find online or something. And just the pure creativity of then you've got certain scraps of information or ideas that you come up with and then putting that together with a group of other people to create something new could yeah. be anything. And it's just, obviously, I don't know whether I would say it can be anything to the students, but for, the, for, for this conversation, they can create anything. They can create anything. And it, especially given the digital tools um, that students can get hold of now and the capabilities that they've got using digital tools as well. They're probably better than a lot of teachers out there yeah. um, at utilizing the tools that are available. And there are all sorts of ways to be creative with those things as well and sourcing maybe the right app to to, to use to, to do this particular thing that they're doing. And for me, it's just an awesome experience to learn a language. It, it's wonderful. And, and one of the keys, so, you know, when you're doing your 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 projects and so on, particularly when you're in groups, um, there is that idea of collaboration that's so important as well. And often within the groups, there are issues that that arise, and it takes creativity to solve those issues. You know, if there's a clash of personalities within a group, then you know you have to think of ways around it. You have to think of ways to solve that problem as well. Um, mm. That's not easy. That's not easy for a, a group of seven, eight, nine, ten-year-olds, usually they'll come straight to the teacher and say, uh, miss, Harry's being lazy and isn't doing anything and yeah, yeah, yeah. say yeah. horrible things about everyone. And they'd say, yeah, well, there's always going to be a different one. But there's always going to be a role for the teacher and that's just really valuable learnings that, you know, if if someone does feel that Harry's being lazy, then there are good and bad ways of dealing with that and that's just going to be so valuable and that's that's something that you can't really... It's such a good environment to learn those skills, isn't it? I mean, you you work day to day with people, as do I, and there are so many different situations that you come up to that you need to manoeuvre your way through, sort of in in a really productive way and hopefully in a positive way. And I don't feel I was really trained for that during my schooling, and I learned it kind of just on the fly after I left school. Mm-hmm. But there's so much opportunities there to teach teenagers or even younger to navigate these social situations where someone might be being lazy. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But it's a situation to navigate. Sorry to interrupt, but I think it's time for a big shout out to the inspiration for today's episode, Gateway to the World. Let's explore how Gateway to the World sparks creativity in students. The answer is collaborative projects. Imagine teenagers immersing themselves in real world challenges, sparking critical thinking, fostering collaboration and gaining insights into diverse cultures. And finally, the secret ingredient, the Virtual Classroom Exchange, an innovative tool connecting students globally, inspiring inventive ideas and solutions that go beyond geographical boundaries. Dive into Gateway to the World projects and unleash your students' reins of creativity. Back to Will and Harry. 
when we look at again uh so english language learning in general um whether it be with projects whether it be with um with a textbook wh whatever area this idea of of using creativity to learn and and learning creativity for me marries itself so beautifully when when learning a language because when you're learning a language particularly at first i don't know about you but when i speak in spanish i am i'm still me but i'm a slightly different me you know my my humor changes ever so slightly my approach changes ever so slightly mm. and i know that when i was learning i'm still learning how to speak spanish i'm still learning how to speak english to be honest um mm. but when i was learning when i was developing that it it really helped me to find creative ways of 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 using the language you know and when we're learning english there are so many different creative ways we can use to learn a language and and it can take a student outside of who they are maybe a student who says i'm not a creative person but then we can put them in a role play and say okay imagine that you are stranded on a desert island um and the only way to get off the island is to speak to this english speaking boat maker you know you have to get around it you have to find a way of yeah, speaking I'm gonna, to I'm, I'm gonna one up that english speaking boat making robot there you go who doesn't have ai yeah, yeah. not plugged in yeah down to so, you yeah exactly so thought i'd just beat your uh suggestion there with a better you, one you did so, you just beat it yeah. there you go you've you've i'm gonna scrap that lesson plan throw that one away i've already improved on it haven't i yeah you have and that's the great thing about other teachers as well using the creativity of other teachers i spend quite a lot of time at you know language conferences and so on and so forth and within that I see the creativity of other teachers just within sessions as well. So, you know, you'll talk about an idea and you'll see teachers take that idea and develop it. And and that idea will grow in that like microcosm, that small space. And that can happen in your classes as well. That's yeah, yeah, the beauty yeah. of these projects that that we mentioned, you know, when I used to do projects, it used to be, you know, I'm doing a project, this is my project, this is my version of the project, now do that version of the project. Mm. I've really evolved away from that now. You know, there, there is an end goal with my projects. There is something that we're trying to aim for, but what we're not aiming for is a carbon copy of my project. Mm -hmm. What we're aiming for is the students to develop their own way of dealing with that project. So whether it's um, looking at climate action or focusing on a particular SDG, I'll say, you know, I want an output at the end of this. But what the output is, is your decision. You can use your, you know, if you want to use tech, you can make a video, you can make a podcast, you can make an infographic, you can make, there are endless number of things that they can do. But for me, it always used to be, and then you'll do your presentation and then stand up at the front of the class <laughs> for five minutes and there's the presentation. Yeah, I'm going to present minutes. the product that I've just created. Yeah, I'm going to present it. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong. I think it's important the students know how to speak and how to, but they can present their project, which is a podcast. You know, I'd love you all to enjoy this podcast. Now let's listen to the podcast. Does anyone have any questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that way students can then also be involved in their own feedback. You can't give feedback to your own PowerPoint presentation when you stand no, no, in no. front of the class and read your and, PowerPoint. And also, I, I don't know about you, but that I completely 
I completely feel that as well. That that happened. That happened with me with my teaching. They did, they did a presentation to to show everyone what they've done. And I think that the reason why we did that at the school I was working at was because we needed to assess their final product. We were also trying to save time outside of the lesson by seeing their product in the lesson. It kind of ticks loads of boxes. To be fair, a presentation. You know, people get to practice their listening. They get to see each other's projects. Uh, it's also a bit of semi downtime, I suppose, informally is a bit of downtime for the rest of the class as everyone else is presenting. You know, you're not sort of, you can sort of chill for a little minute, but it was so that I could see it and score it and give them some feedback in lesson. So I didn't have to take their product and go home and listen to a podcast and go home and watch their video or download the app that I've got to download now and go and get the thing that they've got on there. It would save time on the assessment of that project, which does come up a quite an interesting part of this conversation, I think, is that can you assess? I don't expect us to answer this right now because this is, but how would you assess a creative piece? Because you could look at it as what am I assessing? Am I assessing their ability to collaborate and the, actually, no, I'm going to answer my own question. My answer to that is that generally I would assess the process and the, the, the product is kind of, it is, it is, important don't get me wrong because they're proud of it for a start and i would never want to ignore that um, because there's a lot of pride that goes into these final pieces whatever they they may be and they people like giving it to you and you can't just say great thanks but i was watching you this whole time i don't need that but just seeing how they work together and how they navigate those social situations how they ideate how they come up with ideas together and build on other people on each other's ideas but i'll be honest with you when i was doing that i was analyzing the process they were going through I didn't actually have a set of norms that I was measuring them up against. I didn't have a framework to use on how well they're doing. Do you know what I mean? It's quite difficult to objectively assess them. It's really hard as well because you often don't see the whole creative process. You see what's in class, but you Mm. don't then see them go home. You don't see them, you know, in their element, perhaps. You know, you'll see them for those 45 minutes where they'll brainstorm, they'll come up with ideas, they'll collaborate, but... Mm -hmm. Then probably when they get home and they suddenly think, actually, this would be really useful. This would be great. So it is very difficult to, to fully assess. I mean, I imagine that why I like to do, uh, at the end of, of a project is I like to give a grade for the end product. Of course, you know, I, I give mm-hmm. a grade for that, but I do also like to add in other things that they've, they've come across along the way, you know, the way they've dealt with hurdles and, and problems and, the the relevance of their research as well as you know their language proficiency yeah, as yeah, well yeah. as you know if yeah, it's yeah. If, if it's relevant you know as as well as their effective communication so i suppose so long as you're being transparent at the beginning with what you are assessing them on then they they can truly sort of they'll they'll not only see the benefit of what they're doing they'll see kind of what they need to be working on instead yeah. of sort of a you know pretty large open thing say for this project i'm going to be looking at your ability to navigate each other's ideas. Uh, I'm going to look at your use of these functional pieces of language we went through earlier in the week. Blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I mean? Your flexibility, your adaptation. Because when you're working in a group, when you're working in a team, you know, the, the creative side is very important. The creativity is very important. But you also have to look at those other soft skills that are absolutely vital. Yeah. So... I want to go back, if possible, to this idea of can creativity be learned or is it innate? So Mm -hmm. I said very early on that 
I think we all have creativity. We all have this imagination as a child. And by hook or by crook, that creativity is maybe, I'm not going to say beaten out of us, but, you know, it's it slowly erodes. Now, it's, it's, what, it's, as Ken Robinson says, it's educated out of us. Exactly. So what, what can we do to make sure it isn't unlearned? What steps can we take as ELT teachers to ensure that this creativity isn't lost? I, well, I, I personally think if it's a matter of a first step for a teacher, then I would say creating small moments where they can practice creativity by asking certain questions at certain moments. Uh, if a student says, is this right? When they've written a text, which is not, you know, relatively formulaic text from a textbook or anything, it's actually sort of a piece of text that they've written from their own mind. There's quite a lot you can do with that. And by the reaction of the teacher, you can either mark them by the grammar, which would be helpful. I'm not saying it's not helpful. You can mark them by upgrading some of the vocabulary. It's not not useful. But if you wanted to add in a little bit of spice of helping them with the creativity, if there's nothing there as a starting point, then there could be things like, how would you write that differently if you're writing this to your mum? How would you write this differently if you're writing it about an animal instead of your friend? So just changing one thing about something, flipping it a little bit, I suppose is what I'm just flipping something on its head a little bit to make them think about it from just from a different angle, I suppose is one, not a trick. It's just a, a quick way of coming up with something that the student can do in order to bend their mind a little bit. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of using writing to be a bit more creative, you know, not necessarily doing creative writing, which is great. And using creative writing prompts, also fantastic. But yeah, trying to be a bit more creative with writing, because when it comes to assessment, when it comes to exams, we often train our students to write a formula. Mm -hmm. you know, it is write like this. But I like to try and give my students the opportunity to do stuff like journaling in class, you know. So just write down three things fun that have happened today, three interesting things that have happened today. And I'm not necessarily going to grade them on it, but I just want them to write it down. And other things I would mention before, stuff like role plays in the classroom are just brilliant because it's a way of getting your student out of being them. I know here in Spain, there's a huge embarrassment behind making mistakes right. so people don't want to speak in english in case they make a mistake i have okay. friends who you know people my age who have a fairly decent level of english but they won't speak to me in english because they are afraid of speaking in english because they might make a mistake okay so this idea of role plays and using drama to step out of being you so suddenly now i'm, I'm not harry anymore now i'm Keith, the super greengrocer, um, who loves delivering vegetables, and suddenly I'm not afraid of broccoli, speaking Broccoli, please, anymore. Keith. Broccoli today, mate. There you five, go. Five broccolis. Five broccolis. There you go. And there you go. I'll bring you five. And obviously, you want five different types of broccoli. So I'll bring you calabrese. I'll bring you green sprouting. I'll bring you purple sprouting broccoli. I'll bring you bimmy. I can only think of four types of broccoli. Oh, that was amazing. I was very impressed just then. I can't believe it. Terrible. Do you know how many broccolis I know, Harry? How many? I know one broccoli. Oh, calabrese, the tree one, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Traditional I also broccoli. know there's the, what's the broccoli that's sort of long and thin? 
Yeah, that, that's in Spain we call it bimi, but some people also call it green sprouting bimi. broccoli as well. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But there's also purple sprouting broccoli, which is delicious. But uh, but no, I, sorry, I, I, but I get your point. I get your point about being different people. It's like an invisibility cloak. Exactly. Um, I think that there are lots of things that people do on a daily basis to get out of being themselves in order to be able to do something, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to answer that now, but anyway, Harry, I think that's time. It's time. Ah. Oh. I just get so many things that I want to talk about, Will. I know. I, know. I, just, I want and to talk about brainstorming. I want to talk about problem solving. I want to talk about storytelling. It's just so many things you can do in an ELT classroom to enhance creativity. Um, well, there's no need to get angry about it. Harry. I'm not angry. I'm sad. You seem angry. I'm definitely not angry, Will. You okay? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we've all heard that <laughs> phrase once or two in our lives. Absolutely. Um, no, I'm not heard it. I've probably heard it in the last five days from someone. Yeah. Um, I just want to say that I, I am a lover of creativity. Um, as somebody who discovered late in life that I had creativity and that I had this creative potential, I think it's so important that we encourage it in our students and we enhance it and we try and help them relearn what they've maybe unlearned. Because it it is innate and we all have it. We all have creativity. It just needs to be sort of set on fire a bit. Exactly. We just need yeah. to set fire to people's creativity in a good way. Absolutely. Can I just add one more point in there as well as an adult? Yes. Is that I do I do music on the side. As you well know, Harry, I write I music do. in lots of shapes, not lots of in various shapes and forms. And I write original music. And that is a massive creative outlet for me as an adult. And if an adult is listening to this, this podcast is intended for teachers. So I'm assuming most people into this are adults. If you don't feel creatively fulfilled in your teaching, I would strongly recommend finding anything small to large in your own life outside of teaching that you can create as an outlet for your creativity to just, it doesn't take much to ignite that flame. And it's, it's just so fun. Yeah. When you find something that you love that's, that's creative. It's just so excellent. Do you know something I've recently realized is somebody asked me what my hobby is the other day. And I, I have a few, but I recently realized I think my favorite hobby is singing songs that already exist with brand new lyrics. You know, just just <laughs> Harry, making parodies of songs. That's what I you love. Know what you've just it. done. You know what you've just done. You you dug yourself a little hole there, Harry. I've dug myself and a hole. You have. It's the end of the podcast. Yes. And for this one only, we're going to end with a song. Oh no! Which song are we going to end with? Um, I don't know. But it's got to be your own lyrics, Harry. No it's got to be my own lyrics to a different song. That's the thing. Um, yeah. Do uh, what about everything I do? I do it for you by Brian Adams. Oh, I love that song. What an absolute classic. I haven't absolute heard it for years, classic, and I don't know why yeah. I mentioned it just then, actually. I don't Fantastic. Know I so, um, listen to this pod. It is great. There's lots of things to learn. Wow. Creativity. Second bit, amazing. It's innate. It's something that we've unlearned. Don't today. <laughs> you missed a lot today. Yeah, I was I was gonna just keep going into don't tell me. It's not worth Oh yeah, for. crikey. Yeah, I could there's it's just there's endless potential. But I, I genuinely spend a lot of my time walking around singing. I'll hear a song on the radio and then I'll just be walking down the street singing whatever to it. People think yeah. I'm weird. Yeah, well it is weird. Yeah. Nice. Well, on that. Been lovely. See you later, Hazza. Thanks a lot, yes, mate. You will. Take it easy. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thanks again for listening to the Advancing Learning Podcast from Macmillan Education. Don't forget to pay macmillanenglish.com a visit for plenty more resources and training for teachers of English, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.